she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, ambitious soul. This is Shannon Down, your host at She Leads, She Thrives podcast. Now we have, as we do every week, a phenomenal episode waiting for you. You'll get to tune into that very shortly. But before we begin with today's episode, I wanted to share an important message with you. The registrations are now open for the Thrive Factor Coach Self-Leadership Coaching Certification. This begins for 2023 at the end of April this year. We're welcoming just 10 incredible students from different parts of the world. So if you are already coaching, but perhaps don't have a qualification or don't have a real robust, reliable, proven framework that to support you and your clients, or if you're looking to become a coach, then please reach out to myself and my team. You can do that via email, hello at thrifeatdeco.com, or you can follow the link that's going to be in the show notes so that you can find out more information about the coaching certification. It is, from all the research that my team and I have done, the only self-leadership coaching certification in the world. The Thrive Factor Framework, as you may have heard me share in different episodes, is a female-centric framework. So if you're working with women and you're finding that you just don't have a reliable, proven, incredible, personalizable framework to, to lean into and to really support your clients, this could be the answer you've been looking for. The coaching certification that we offer is incredibly unique. Not only will you be able to master the art of profiling using the Thrive Factor Frameworks, you will be able to access our coaching model where there are a lot of done-for-you exercises and templates and incredible things that are going to make everything about coaching your clients as effortless as possible. Plus, you're going to get access to personal and business mentoring, a lot of that which is done by myself and our mentor team. I am so excited to see who joins us this year. It's always a sm small group, a small cohort, so that you also get personalized time with me, time with the Thrive Factor coaches who are out, already out there licensed and using this framework. And you can really feel like this is going to be a personalized, intimate, incredible experience that you wouldn't get in a lot of other courses out there in the world. So reach out to us. This could be the ideal time to add Thrive Factor Coaching to your already existing business or to use this as an opportunity to leave a career that's no longer working for you and to have something that's reliable that you can use and support you moving forward. I can't wait to see who joins us. Enjoy today's episode. A great big hello, everybody, and welcome. We have a new episode and a new guest. I'm Shannon Dunn, totally an OG of the business and leadership coaching space and your host here for She Leads, She Thrives. Now, I've got the gorgeous Brittany here with me today. I'm going to share her bio in a moment. But first, as I've been doing when we have a guest, I want to tell you how I know her. 
like a lot of the women I introduce you to, we met in the online space because I'm in Australia, she's in Canada, like, you know, and I love the the gift of technology, right, of being able to do this. And we've had lots of fun going back and forth in the DMs about things that we are got, we're so on the same page about. So today you're in for a treat of what we're going to share. I, I can't kind of promise where we're going to go. I've got a good idea of where we might go, but like everything, every time I have a guest on, it very much is a a great riff off of the things that we want to talk about. I want to highlight them, really illuminate what they've got to offer. And um, and let's see where we kind of go with the conversation. So Brittany, it's been so cool getting to know you more and chatting with you. And yeah, I'm so glad you said yes to come and be on the show. It was so cool. So cool. So and thank you so much for having me. Yay. Thank you so much for having me because um, it means a lot anytime we get to show up on someone else's Yay. platform and share knowledge and have real conversation. So thank you. Totally. And as, as as a podcast host yourself, you know what that's all about. So yeah, so let me share the kind of the official bio so we can introduce you to the world and then we'll get into some, some fabulous conversation. So Brittany Alicia is a CEO and creator of Make Life Your Bitch. I love that. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's to the point. This is what I'm all about. Is uh, She's both a podcaster and coach focusing on helping women grow their coaching business to hitting consistent 10K months. With a passion for both strategy and mindset, she loves to connect with rebellious women. We just were having a quick chat before we recorded about the whole rebel soul, definitely kindred spirits there, but rebellious women who love doing things their own way. She works with clients both privately and inside her mastermind, which is also called Make Your Life, Make Life Your Bitch, um, by helping them understand the how and the why of successful strategies so they can manifest the life of their dreams while building a successful and thriving business. And this bit I loved, like this is a random kind of thing at the end. She's, she says to me, oh, and my two obsessions are pineapples and coffee. <laughs> and then just cracked me up and it's like, okay, just gives a beautiful insight into your personality, right? And it's like, I'm all business, but there's a lot of fun too. And then it got me thinking, it's like, I wonder if anyone will ever make a pineapple flavored coffee and how that would actually work. Like, I don't know, but that would be like, right. I'm going to Google that now and be yeah, like, totally. my, boy, my boyfriend laughs at me all the time. He's like, what did you Google that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure I've, got, I've got a couple of friends and there's a particular archetype in the Thrive Factor framework that is very much like a walking Google um, because they've Googled everything. And if they don't know the answer, they've Googled it and then they'll come back and tell you, which I love. So maybe, maybe you've got that too. We'll, we'll find out one day. So welcome. Well, and sometimes I challenge myself where I'll say like, let's be old school today. And any questions I have, I'm not going to Google it. And I'm going to find <laughs> out the answer. Like, apparently I, I'm bored those days, but. <laughs> yes, right. Oh no, it's so funny, is it? But this is it. You know, you you said to me, um, like in our conversation, you're, you're a white person. So that's a classic example of it. Like I like to understand. And uh, the liberator engineer archetype, which I mentioned when we were chatting before we recorded, which is the rebel archetype, one of my four. 100% the rebel, the freedom weaver, but she's also the why person who like, I need to understand all the ins and outs of everything, has a gift for seeing the big picture and all the moving parts, but she just needs to understand how they all fit together. So she's like the puzzle mm -hmm. maker as well. So very, very cool. So oh, we've got so much to chat about, right? It's kind of like when I was thinking about it and writing up some kind of guides or some questions and things to keep, you know, as a prompt, it's like, where do we start? Like that's kind of like, because there's so <laughs> many places we can go and I've really have loved our back and forth in messenger and you know, things that we've, you know, got a real desire to highlight that we have in common. So many places. But let's dive into this one. How women selling their earnings to get clients is working for them and why that strategy they teach isn't working for you. So I'm going to leave that for you to open up. Let's see, what we, <laughs> let's see where we go with that one. 
you know, it's funny because I literally just did a post on this and I was telling you that yeah. um, I was watching someone's masterclass today, um, this evening while I was hanging out with my daughter and she's all about content. And of course, for me, that's my obsession is content. How do people buy? Why do, like, why do people buy? Um, you know, and I like to dive into like the story, you know, with my own podcast, I say like, you know, it's for the women who are sharing a message so powerful that they can change the world. Like I want to create a ripple effect in the world of women making a difference and changing each other's lives. And so I was listening to this woman and she's going through and she's like talking about like how her way is the perfect way. And, you know, this is the problems that she's seeing in the industry, like of course, right? You know, I metaphorically like wave. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm seeing this and I'm thinking, you know, she was talking about market validation and how important it is. And nobody's talking about it. And it was really funny because I always say to my clients, you can talk about market validation, but at the end of the day, I've literally seen really successful people um, sell their freaking garbage. I don't know if I'm allowed mm. to swear on here. Um, <laughs> sell their garbage on Instagram. I've like people buy farts in a jar. People buy pictures of fe like feet. Like there is no wrong way of doing business or like that you need the perfect program. It's just like, it needs to be fully in alignment with you. Yeah. And you have to be super confident about it. And so, you know, when it comes to seeing what everyone's doing, um, I like, you know, that little voice in my head was like, oh, like maybe there's, I mean, of course there's always stuff for me to learn, but you know, she hit a point with me where I was like, you know, maybe I need to learn more. Oh my God. And I went over to her profile and I'm looking through and I'm like, I hate reading her content. Yeah. She does not sell me on it there. I'm not hooked by it. There's it's too long. It's not punchy enough. Like, but the thing is she had, you know, she has 50,000 followers. She has 2000 people who are like showed up to her or registered for her masterclass. There was 500 people on mm -hmm. zoom. What she's doing is working for her. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in 2021, I invested in at the one time I had invested in eight different coaches like that I had all at the same time. That's a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> learning like all so about like, about it. <laughs> right. And it was learning all about sales strategies, content and all these things, because I hit six figures in my business and I hit the ceiling of, I don't know enough. Yeah. And that little voice creeped in. And as I started to learn from all these people, it's like, I went more and more into my shell of like all these people being so certain about their way and me switching my way to yeah. try and because they were telling me you have to be 100% our right. way and this is such a common thing that so many business owners do not just coaches so like you know well I'm just for listeners Brittany and I are both coaches we've been in the industry for a while but you know we work with coaches we work with people who are not coaches this is about women in business who are coming to certain people and being told this is the be all and end all and if you don't do this you won't succeed and it's wrong mm -hmm. so yeah. wrong yeah yeah, it's between that and telling people that, um, you know, you need to invest now. Like you, if you don't have, you know, if you aren't doing these proper things, um, you know, for example, like hiring the right mentors, being in the space, you have to sit at the table with like, you know, it's just like, no, I actually am going to be over here, like at yeah. your table, yeah. <laughs> do things my way, but thank you. <laughs> I know it's interesting. And, 
Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say the thing though, that I also wanted to extend on with that is like that, as you said, like, you know, it really jumped out of me. And when you were sharing some, like some prep around, you know, before the podcast and, you know, for everyone listening, when these amazing women come and become a guest, I kind of put them through a rigorous, uh, like, here's a whole lot of questions. <laughs> Give me some really great content. But that phrase of women selling their earnings, right? It's kind of extending on what we've been talking about. But that, and we see it so much in the business mm-hmm. coaching space, but I feel like it's eking into the coaching space in general, where there's like, look at how much I've earned in a day, a week, a month, a year, a quarter, or whatever it is. And with the subtext of, I'm earning a lot of money, so I must be phenomenal. So come and work with me, right? Mm-hmm. This is how that selling their earnings thing drives me mental. I want to know firstly, is it profit? Because if it's not profit, I don't care what you're earning. But side note, jump in. What kind of, let's talk about that for a little oh, okay. Ending on this. Yeah. So, you know, the thing with that is, so I invested in one coach in mm-hmm. summer of 2021 and I was bought into that her earnings, um, you know, her talking about all the money she was making, um, that kind of thing. And um, that that's how I felt. She obviously knows the way. Um, what intrigued me was that she told me I don't need to do any more free resources, that I shouldn't be giving away free value, no more master classes, no more sales calls. You told me no more sales calls, like I'm in, <laughs> right? But the problem with that is she didn't tell me what to do instead. So- mm-hmm. Like I was told do daily offers. Well, here's the thing is someone who isn't making that level of money. If you, it doesn't matter. You can put out all the offers in the world, but if you don't have an audience that to that degree that this person has and who are ready to buy, then you're not going to make money. And they, you know, it's going to throw a bomb and self-implode your business. And so it's, that's why I'm so obsessed with like telling people like, this is why that works for that person because they're in sales. And so they're selling the money piece. They're selling their earnings because that's what that person does. Right. And so you see Mm -hmm. the people with like the mindset and that kind of stuff that they teach, um, you know, and I mean, that's always interesting too, when they sell, like sell the idea of like, this is what I've manifested, but you also find out who they're coaches are and they're talking about their coaches. So they're utilizing their audience. And so one of my obsessions is helping people understand the client journey as to how someone first comes into your world and gets visible to how they buy from you. I always say like stranger to sale, because the big thing with that is like, when you can understand and implement that into your business, then you start to see like, oh, that's why that works for her. And it's not working for me because it drives me crazy too. When I see people talking about the earnings or, you know, if you don't buy now, like, you know, um, the price is going to go up. And I mean, it works for some people. It does work for some people. uh, And that's fine. But it's not a strategy that a lot of us actually feel comfortable or confident to be able to like execute for want of a better word. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole nother podcast episode, right? Around what happens to (laughs) them. Um, we've got other things I want to talk about today, but you know, when that's not something that you're confident and clear on and you, like you said, you don't have a warm audience that are used to high quality content. That's, you know, educational, it's, it's informative, it's purposeful, it's, you know, it's useful, then you're not going to get the conversions, no matter what someone tells you, 
Yeah. And I, and I love the kind of the simple kind of often justification is, well, you're not selling enough. So that's why you're not making sales in some cases. Yes. But Mm -hmm. not my experience, not in your experience. (laughs) No. And you know, those people selling those earnings, um, I think there's a lot of coaches out there who, when they start hitting, you know, s- multiple six, seven figures, mm-hmm. I think sometimes they've like, they're still targeting people who are just starting to build their audience and they forget what actually got them to that point. Cause it's like no more master classes, and it's because they're no longer doing master classes, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but that's what you did to build a like trust with right. your current audience. Yeah. Right. And now you're building trust in other ways, but if you're someone who doesn't have like a full audience or you have new people coming in, you know, and one of the big things for me that I struggled with for a really long time was sharing client testimonials. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that in general was like, you know, I wasn't creating any trust, no more value, no more like sales calls. I'm not going to share my client testimonials because, you know, I never want to take responsibility for, or, you know, someone else's success. It's like, yes, I helped you, but like you did that on your own. Um, You know, and so when I like see those things, like it used to make me so uncomfortable and I'd be like, ah, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting how people, yes, it drives me crazy when people sell their earnings. I like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like be proud, be excited. I'm all for that can't be the only way No, in business, making really good money. But again, I want to know, as I said before, is it profit? Firstly, um, I've talked mm-hmm. about this in a number of my solo episodes, you know, what to really focus on from a, a like a finance, like a money metrics kind of thing. Um, and to really try and educate the audience out there of consumers, of coaches, mentors, people that are using their look at how much money I, I made. Um, so therefore, subtext, I must be great at what I do or look how lots of people pay me. So I must be the person to come to work with. Um, just get people to be more discerning and to really go deeper into their and trust themselves. Don't get swayed by the FOMO and the scarcity and that this is going to, the price is going to go up, you know, 10 times between now and tomorrow. So if you don't jump in now, you're going to pay five times in, in an hour's time like that. I know it's exaggerating, but it's actually not right. It's we do <laughs> that stuff. That's not okay. Uh, I don't, I, for me, it's not okay. And I don't like the way it makes people often feel that they have to take action and put themselves in a place where they are so far out of their comfort zone, so stretched financially. You know, I remember seeing um, something, I always it was shared or as I heard it, but a story of someone sharing how a coach that they'd worked with had said to them, well, you're clearly not committed to your business and your success because they'd said no to investing. You know, I don't even know what the mm-hmm. thing was or how much it was, right? And the coach's suggestion to them to get the money that they'd said they didn't have was, well, you should be going and knocking on your neighbor's doors and asking them for a loan. Like, honestly, I mean, I trust it was true. It came from someone that, you know, I believe um, had no, there was no kind of other ulterior motive for them sharing that story. They Mm -hmm. were just so shocked. Um, But that kind of shit happens, right? It does. And I hope it happens less over time, but we'll see where we go, right? Um, Mm -hmm. This kind of leads me to, and we, well, maybe we've touched on it already, but, you know, before we talk about energetics, which I'm really into talk about the energetics and manifesting and where you went with all of that learning. Um, but, you know, through your lens, what do you feel is the biggest problem that you're currently seeing in inside the coaching industry? You know? Um, I think it's the, I would say the number one thing that I think is the problem in the coaching industry right now is kind of like what I said, where people not... <sighs> They're niching down, but yeah. 
there's it, it's silly to say they're selling to the wrong people <laughs> it's not silly. right completely and you know and being 100 okay was saying like you know what this program probably isn't for you like um there's this woman i'm talking to right now about the new program that i have coming up and with her i know based on where she's at i would never sell her into my private coaching because i know she doesn't like I know that she needs what? the solid foundation in building her business first before she starts investing in private coaching and like deep diving into like her specific stuff that she's working through. And I'm okay with that. Whereas some people, they just like, they're like, yep, come in. And, you know, they're have no problem taking people's money. But, you know, when we can actually like be open and say like, hey, this probably isn't for you. Um, and be okay with that. And you can actually come from a place of wanting to make a difference in people's lives and the impact and the genuine heartfelt, like, I actually care about you. Like, you know, that's one thing I can say I can brag about, um, is the number one thing that all my clients say about me is that, yeah, you know, all my clients say is like, Brittany, you're, you care. Like there, I've never had a coach that cares so much about me and my business, you know? Mm. Oh, it's such a long time ago now that I did my initial coaching training, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, that's another whole conversation and another, another episode around that I see people going, coaching is a new industry. I did my first little coaching training over two decades ago. So it's <laughs> not a new industry. It's new in its sudden expansion, perhaps, but it's not new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being told way back then, if you uh, don't have a scope of practice that is in alignment and going to serve purposefully with integrity, probably with could say ethically as well. The client that's coming to you seeking your support, either in a group experience or a one-on-one, then you need to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't take them on. Don't take, you know, don't, but I need to get paid. That's the wrong way to do it. So yeah. And so that you knew that was something that I was taught very early on. I'm so grateful for that. Not that I think I would have done it any differently, um, just by who I am, but yeah, it's it's something that I feel is missing a lot with a lot of the, you know, what's happening or what has happened in the the industry over the last, particularly I feel like few years, it's evolved, but necessarily mm-hmm. in a um evolutionary advanced way kind of thing necessarily um so you you touched on just as in in starting to answer that around that you know the reality that we are often told to niche down or I think like niche niche like niche is how we say in in Australia I know know. those in the USA say niche I whatever but I think I say niche yeah I think everyone knows what we mean right um but when you have I always call them like the multidimensional souls of the world. They have different interests, different, say, expertise, different maybe qualifications, and they they kind of want to bring it all in together. I find I know I have a lot of clients like that. I'm kind of feeling like you might do as well because there's a lot of people that are drawn to being in business or entrepreneurship that are like that. They've got so many diverse interests that actually do have a place together, but they get told they have to focus on one thing and like narrow mm-hmm. focus on one thing, right? So how do you help your clients, you know, find that success without focusing on that one specific strategy or this is what you have to talk about and, you know, live, eat, breathe forever more if you're going to be a success? How do you work with that? Yeah. So um, one of the first programs that I recorded ever created, I think it was in 2019 or 2020 or something like that. I think it was 2020. Um, 
I created it and it's called Niche Domination. And it's exactly about that. And it's about you get to do like everything that you are passionate about is who you are. Mm. So therefore that's your niche. Like you are your niche, you are your brand, right? And so, but there's things that you're not going to want to talk about, right? Like for me, I don't want to be a relationship coach. Is it something that I end up talking to a lot of my clients about and their relationships and the way it impacts their business? <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> right. But that's not what I want to like sell myself on. No um, and so I think like with any niche, it's ever, ever evolving and being okay with that. And you get to start in one place and be like, you know what? I love talking about this. And as you grow and expand, your niche is going to grow and expand with you. Like, you know, when I first like really kicked things off in regards to like starting make started making real money in my business was I was solely working with women in business and their strategy hitting 10K months. Throughout that, I started to realize that I had a passion for energetics, mm. but, you know, I started to sprinkle that into my you know, my content and the, what I helped my clients with, but it was a while before I actually made that transition to say, like, I love talking about wealth, energetics and manifestation. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me, that was one of the biggest struggles, even this past fall, when I started to really own that space of, you know, talking about the energy and the science of manifestation. Um, you know, I remember saying to like one of my coaches, I'm like, I want to do content and I want to do manifestation and I just, I just need to figure out how mm. to tie them together. It's not that I'm going to do one or the other, like I'm doing both, but how do they tie together? And then, Completely. you know, I get to create programs and create my business around that. So, you know, with your question of like, how does someone navigate through defining their niche? Um, the first thing I like to say is like to people like write down first off everything that you would ever want to teach and, you know, start to like identify like, well, where, like, how does this all tie together? Yeah. And then from there, I also like to um, have people do it. Like I call it my proof method. I haven't talked about it in a really, really long time, but um, it's, it's kind of the key piece that when you start to question whether or not you can actually be that person to teach it, it's like the proof within yourself mm -hmm. that you have all the knowledge. And so it's like an acronym where it's like, you know, your personal experience, your, um, your, what is it like your resume? Like, where have you done jobs mm -hmm. in the past? Like your occupation, your relationships, um, there's like other things like where else has it shown up in your life? Where have you had fun, your hobbies, all that kind of stuff. Love and it. it's like, make a list of all the times that you've actually done this thing mm. and where it's shown up, the things you help your friends with all that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you start to build this confidence. And it's like, actually, I know stuff. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's very cool. I teach a similar kind of thing in a lot of the stuff around the profit pathways and looking at, I did a, a great masterclass in, it was last year, 2022, uh, called Profit Maven. We're looking at those kind mm -hmm. of things and leads into some of the programs that I teach. Um, and I know for me, having so many clients that have, those multi-dimensional focuses. A lot of them have the shapeshifter or commerce archetype. I will just say that. <laughs> Anyone who's listening in, they are, you know, they're the the souls of the world that that crave variety and and difference. So, you know, they're often also in the healing kind of space in terms of, you know, they're they're the Reiki masters, the massage therapists, 
that also have like 10 other modalities they're qualified in. They're trying to, you know, do it all at the same time at different price points and wondering why they're kind of not getting anywhere. They've confused themselves. So no wonder their audience mm-hmm. is kind of right. And so I know. Like, what that, does she do? <laughs> right? And that's it. They're like, I'm not really sure. I like, I love her. I'm intrigued but I kind of don't really know what she does or what she really good at. I find that that's Mm -hmm. often a subconscious question that may be running through a a consumer's mind is like, but what are you really good at? Like if I'm going to pay you, I want to get the best kind of thing. They don't necessarily consciously ask that question, but that's part of what they're reflecting on. And I know for those women, I always will recommend that they really narrow down in terms of the outcome of the combination of all the things that they do. So they become like their niche is really the results that their clients get rather than the ways that they do it. Let go of the how we do it, mm-hmm. focus on what we get for the, the, you know, the end result and often say to them, you know, offer a strategy or a program and put all your magic in it, you know, but mm-hmm. you focus on that one thing, it makes such a difference. And they're like, oh, so I can do that. Yeah, that I can, yes. And it'll be so much easier than talking about the fact I've got four appointments for this today and then five tomorrow and something the other day and then the next day. And oh, I'm also learning a new thing. It's no wonder they get confused and overwhelmed and their audience does too. <laughs> right. So let's talk about some energetics, right? And this is a, a, <laughs> okay. kind of like your newer passion and excitement. And I love that you have gone and looked at the science of, of them, of energetics and manifestation. I felt like it was probably... It was 2020, I think. That's not the first time I came across the word energy and energetics in relation to, you know, coaching and, and um, you know, personal professional development. But it felt like energetics was such a buzzword. It was like one of the trends that came up and everyone was talking about energetics. And, you know, I remember thinking, but kind of it's not as hard as people are making it out to be firstly. But I'd love to know from you, like you said that you were happy to talk about both feminine and masculine energetics and then how they come together. So I guess I've kind of got three questions for you. But from a feminine energetics perspective, how does manifestation actually work? Like, (laughs) let us know. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things, like, especially, um, especially last year, um, I think it's still a thing, but that feminine energetics um, is, you know, what everyone's been like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everyone's like, um, because that was one of the things like I was told by a coach too, you can work like two to four hours a day (gasps) maximum and you can make so much money. It's a lot. (laughs) And it's like, it's like, okay, like you want to tell everyone what your team does though? (laughs) and how many of them there are yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and so you know when it comes to the feminine energetics um side of things it's obviously like I mean anyone who doesn't know um you know feminine energetics is like you you have both feminine and masculine in your body right so feminine is the left side masculine is the right side feminine is receiving masculine is the giving yeah and so when it comes to the actual like manifestation of bringing things in, it's, it's the trust piece, which that's why I think talking about feminine energetics is so important because we like, there's so many people out there that struggle with the trust piece and they're talking about, you know, they're seeing what everyone else is doing. Okay. Well, this girl is talking about crystals and this one's talking about tarot cards. And this one's telling me I need to like use sage. And this one's saying like, put the crystal in my bra. And nobody's like saying like, you know, it comes back to like my obsession over like, well, why does it work for yeah. that person? It all comes back to their trust and their belief yeah. that they are worthy of receiving, which I mean, 
win itself. Like if you don't even feel like you're worthy, then yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, when it comes to that as well, um, I always find interesting, you know, I asked my clients this in my mastermind last week, I said, what do you believe in, you know? And both like, you know, cause I had two women in that um, group container that day and they were just like, what? And I'm like, what do you believe in? Like, what do you trust? Like, what is, you know, that piece behind what, like when you, you know, try and connect to God, the universe, whatever it is, mm-hmm. who are you talking to? Who are you asking for shit from? <laughs> you know, pretty much. And yeah. they were like, I don't know, you know? And so it, you know, with me, when I think about it, um, the feminine is that feeling. It's like that receiving what's coming to me. Um, you know, that's the side of things like that's so much the trust piece. So I always like to say, um, you know, that's my meditative place where I'm connecting with my feminine and I'm asking her like, you know, what she, she decides like, you know what, like, let's dream big. What do I want? What do we want, Brittany? That space of in where, where, where we can connect with our intuition. Wisdom mm-hmm. is the word that I use for that often. Um, you know, it's, as you said, it's, it's the knowing it's the, um, asking the questions and allowing yourself to receive insights that can guide you in terms of an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I always say she with my feminine and she's always like, this is what I want. And it's like, okay, that's what we want. Now it's like, okay, masculine, let's get to work. (laughs) Like, let's go do the things. But if all I'm ever in is my masculine and the go, go, go. And the obsession of like, I need to get stuff done. I don't have time Mm. to pause and ask the questions and like to be like, to dream on the side of like connecting with it. Like that's when we start to fall down the rabbit hole of, you know, we we end up doing the same thing over and over. Um, and we make the list. Like I've been guilty of like, I write a list of to do things. And then like, I'm writing the list later that day. And it's like, if you would just ask your feminine, you know, what, what feels really good right now? What's the next move that we need to make? Like she knows. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And again, as you said, it's, it's around the trust. Uh, I know that through 2020 and probably 2021 more so, I was having conversations with my private clients and my mastermind clients around the way that we were challenged from a trust perspective universally because of the pandemic. So people that already maybe had a a shaky relationship with trusting themselves and or trusting others also went, well, can't even trust the universe because look what they've given us kind of thing. So I think there's there's definitely more space for those conversations about what does it mean to trust and how do you actually build and nurture the trust that is important for you so that you can really honor your feminine, make space mm-hmm. to listen to what she's got to say. And then equally use that as guidance and support for the masculine aspect, as you said, which is the doing the take action, the get stuff done because mm-hmm. they've got to work in, in harmony together. Right. So if they don't, we're kind of, yeah, doing all one or the other. And yeah, at the same time, as you said, there was a lot of teaching of feminine energetics as a business strategy. And I know I saw an inordinate number of pictures of women in bathtubs with their candles, right? And their crystals and their 
I'm just going to hang out in the bath and it'll all come. Well, should I try everything? They told me to do it. Right. I was in the bathtub with my credit cards. (laughs) It's that kind of thing. And it's not that that doesn't happen. There's a space for it. But as you said, it's not, they're not, the whole story isn't being shared. Like the whole kind of picture isn't being shared. It's not a holistic viewpoint. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, yeah, as I said before, like huge kind of red flag and, and it does feel like a lie because we both know what it takes to run a business and it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. saying that you can create multiple five, six, seven figures in whatever time frame you're claiming that and working only a few hours a day is not a possibility. I would say, unless you have a team and they're doing basically everything and you kind of just show up for the coaching session or the teaching or you maybe you're outsourcing your coaching which I don't agree with either but you know <laughs> whole stuff mm-hmm. there so let's masculine energetics yeah yeah and so you know like I said it's that's the doing and um you know one thing I do want to say when it comes to mm-hmm. the women in the bathtub yeah <laughs> it goes back to that goes back to like why it works like that person has that belief that that works. And what it's doing is it's because she's operating from a vibration of that. Right. Mm. And so, you know, one, like when I think about energetics in, in as a whole, it's like the first thing we need to do is to create awareness, like Mm. in general, you know, and it's, I always like to use the example of, you know, I'll ask people like, look around your room right now you know, look around your room, tell me something that you see. Usually they all say something negative. Um, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, look around again and like, tell me something good you see. And that's one of the things that people struggle with is we don't actually see things. Like we are so caught in the masculine hustle. It's so narrow that like, I remember doing over many years, different situations, I remember definitely doing it when I did my NLP training decades ago, but around learning about your peripheral and your rear vision, right? Mm. And if you've learned about that too, but yeah, because so often we are focused on what's in front of us, but like so close to where we are, not actually like in front moving into the future. It's like here and now, this thing mm-hmm. in this moment and what does this going to, what's this going to create or do or, but as you said, it's often about the hustle and the, excessive focus on busyness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, for myself, um, I was walking down the street here in the fall and I was pushing my stroller with my daughter in it. And there's these bugs flying around. I thought they were wasps, um, because there was a wasp one day in her, Mm. or she got, she got stung by a wasp the one day, like she was like, not even a month old that she got stung by a wasp. And so we're going down and I'm like, running and I'm like oh my god and I'm totally freaking out and I'm like we need to hurry there's wasps everywhere well the next day we go out and my boyfriend points and he goes oh look at all the ladybugs on that tree and you look and the entire like all the way down every single tree like they were and there were ladybugs there were ladybugs flying around but like I didn't even see it and that was kind of my moment that I was like oh even more awareness and it comes back to I always say like create an experience for yourself Everything you do like in life, and I mean, it's something that we need to, it mm. comes back to slowing down, mm. but it's like create an experience. Like, you know, when you put on your clothes in the morning, when you walk down your stairs, I have beautiful paintings throughout my house that I've never even looked at, yeah. you know, and I was standing that, on the same. stairs the one day. 
stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at, like, I was going up the stairs the one day and I was, I stopped and I looked and I'm like, I've never, I've, I saw the picture, but I've never actually seen it. Like I've never really looked at it. Yeah. And I think when we can actually stop and do that, like that's when we can actually raise that vibration. And when we come from a place of like that raised vibration, um, when it comes to the doing the masculine side of things, it comes, it's comes from like a totally different place of energy for why we do what we do, why we take the action that we do. And all of a sudden it like creates this like alignment. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I mean, like I have an obsession over like the three, four and five D because of everyone, you know, it's a thing. Right. And so (laughs) it's definitely another another trend that's being talked about, but we, you know, we, we've merit. And so for me, I'm like, this is, there's science behind this, right? Like we learn we're in a 3D world, right? And so it's like, I started to study, well, what is the 3D world? What is the 4D? What is the 5D? And for me, when I can tap into that fifth dimension idea. Um, I don't know. Have you gone through that on your podcast I've done a, before? I, no, I have no, I haven't. So do share it. And you know, for my own learning, it's like, yeah, I've read a little bit, I've listened to some things, but it's not been something that I've needed to put my attention into yet. So yeah, I'd love to hear more. Um okay. we haven't covered it yet. But even if we had, you know, you're sharing <laughs> with it. So it's still valuable. And I'll I'll try not to go too deep into it because well, there's so much. Some, we have had some very deeply spiritual episodes that I would suggest that a lot of, you know, the kind of business women that I know could have gone above their head. Doesn't matter. Some of those are the mm-hmm. most popular episodes we've had because people are curious. They're intrigued about learning these things. So go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this came through as a download for me one day and, you know, the other thing in the industry, a download, um, but it's more like you're opening yourself up yeah to receiving. And it's like, where did this idea come from? I don't even know. Um, and so I was, so this came through and I started to write it down and I was like, I need to teach this to my clients like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it started, it sent, it started around that level of awareness. And so with a 3d, like we're in a 3d world. Um, and it's, if I back up a bit, so the 1d, which is something that's still wildly being studied um, kind of thing is like, that's like the cells, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the atoms, the things that we can't actually see Yes. Um, to go up into your understanding of the 2d, that would be the knowing that there's like um, smell, taste, like the five senses, mm-hmm. but there's no, you're not act- actively doing it. Um, it's just like, there's a knowing that it's there. Like yeah. th- there's the five senses, right? And there's no feelings towards it. When we tap into the 3D, it's like, that's where we, that's where feelings come in, right? And where we start to have feelings towards and like negative and positive feelings. And we have opinions and, you know, everything is immediate. Like someone says something and instead of stopping and pausing and thinking to themselves like, okay, hey, I need to take a hot minute. It's like, there's the reactive, like this hurt my feelings. There's, there's that whole, like, yeah. It's that whole idea of like thoughts, feelings, actions. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's 
where we hang out. And, and you know, the first thing uh, reinforced is the way you respond you, that, or that you respond to the world. As you said, yeah, thoughts, mm-hmm. feeling, action. It's, it's, it's kind of modeled to us as human mm-hmm. beings, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things, like the first thing I learned about energetics when it came to manifestation was the secret, as many of us read the book, The Secret. Yeah. And when I go back and read it now, (laughs) pardon me, read the book, saw the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it was one of those things where going back now, there's a deeper level of understanding. Mm. But again, like these people weren't teaching their understanding of it. It's like you have to what was it? Ask, believe, receive, ask the universe for, this is what I want sit there and believe it's happening. And you're going to, it's going to fall into your lap. Like, no, (laughs) that's not how it works because life happens. And so, you know, there's the conversation around duality is a big thing, right? You know, how do you hold the duality of both? And the duality comes in when it comes to, we are, still holding the belief that this is possible Mm. while still allowing our feelings to go through frustration being one of the worst feelings that you can have ever because it's stagnant energy i'm frustrated yeah okay well that's (laughs) so often you know we see this being shared in the world where someone's like i i truly believe and i put my energy and attention effort if you like into holding this belief and really again trusting it but this is my reality and the feelings I have Mm -hmm. about it are things like frustration even being pissed off like you know questioning your judgment uh, what's wrong with me you know because the Mm -hmm. thing hasn't become the thing that I believe isn't my reality yet so it's yeah we see this everywhere right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and so you know as soon as you start to talk about those things it's like they're over the people are over here and they're thinking to themselves like this is what I desire And I'm supposed to be positive because if I'm, and the secret, Mm. if you're negative, if you have negative thoughts about it, it won't come to you. And so when it comes to the idea of the duality, it's like you get to hold the belief that it is coming while still being like, you know what? I had a shit day today and I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to feel it because as soon as like you try and turn that off and ignore it, because that's what we're told, try and ignore it, shove it down, put it away. Um, you know, and be positive, you're trapping your energy. And then that's how people are having like, you know, everyone's having to do inner child work now because because they have all this shit stored in their body. I know. Right. I know. It's so interesting. And I'm having come from a background that includes counseling and therapy. I have a kind of a different viewpoint often of feeling states and Mm -hmm. From a duality perspective, what you described, I totally, I get and agree with, but also the duality of feelings, you can be, and in fact, it is a regular, I don't like the word normal, but a regular human response to say, be both happy and sad at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I agree. You can have the best day in your business and be really happy about that and want to celebrate and then find out that someone close to you is sick or has passed away. And you can have both those extremes of emotions within you and share about them. That's healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the healthy thing. Not the one or the other or denying the, yeah, I can't feel anything that we would, I guess, label as humans, negative emotions. Mm -hmm. They exist within us. And like you said, if we try and shut them down or push them away, they will show up in a big way. I did a lot of teaching around (laughs) shadow as well. So that's again, another whole thing to talk about, but (laughs) they're not going anywhere. 
So mm-hmm. allow yourself to be the human you are, right? Yeah, because then we place judgment on ourselves yeah. that we're doing it wrong, we're not enough. And then there's like, now you're down the rabbit hole of like, yeah. you know, so it is, it's being able to navigate through both and, um, you know, the fourth dimension. And so as you like walk, like go up the dimensions, you under like you become a, you have awareness of those below you. So, um, I mean, it depends who you talk to. You talk to some people, there's like, there's seven, seven dimensions. Some say 11, some people say have like, you know, hundredth dimension of Ascension. The hundreds. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk about the five, (laughs) but so then there's, um, you know, the 4d where, um, that's like, there's so many people toggling between three and 40 now. And I think it's one of the cool things is because of, um, social media or people interacting around the world, you're actually learning more about it. And that's the meditative state of you're an observer of your thoughts. Mm. Like you, you aren't actually like stuck in them. You're actually like, of course, like when you meditate, like you're observing your thoughts and, you know, your desires and you're not placing like Mm. emotions on it. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's the way that I, understood that for myself was that you're not attaching meaning that may not actually Mm -hmm. have any value anyway to your thoughts or to what's happening you know in your world yeah yeah exactly and so um you know that comes back into you know um the 3d is like the way it moves is everything's moving forward time moves forward right um the 4d being where you're thinking about the future you're thinking about the past um, you know, and you're kind of thinking about both of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so then when we go up to the 5d, um, what ends up happening is there's this, like they call it a state of bliss and joy Mm -hmm. where you no longer have negative feelings or like mass, like thoughts around something's wrong. Something's right. It's just the world is a beautiful place essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And so from that place is where manifestation is very powerful because you're in that higher level of frequency, right? Like if you were to look um, with the vibrations, like the frequencies, as you raise your frequency, you get closer to a level of enlightenment, right? And so what the, um, the Zen masters around the world have been telling us for centuries, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I always like to say like, like, um, there's like different things that you can do to like actually feel your energetic field. And when you have someone like, you know, feel their energetic field, you, um, then you have them, um, master co is a great one who teaches this is that you feel your energetic field, close your eyes, like think of love, abundance, happiness in the world, feel it again. And all of a sudden your energetic field is like greater, right? And it's bigger. Well, it's the same kind of concept. So when you can create that like fifth dimension feeling of joy and bliss, um, then you can like your energetic field becomes bigger and therefore you can bring things closer to you faster. And so that's why clarity is so important because when you're tapping into that space, it's so you have to be clear on what you want. And I say, you know, because yeah. otherwise you're fine detail, right? It's not just being mm-hmm. clear and having a vague clarity. It is detailed clarity. 
Yes. And here's why (laughs) is because I see so many people say like, I want a really nice house or whatever, or you're, I want to make more money. And it's like, they get a dollar and it's like, well, that's not what I meant. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) right. right, Like get clear. Well, why is it important to get clear? Mm -hmm. And it's like, what you're doing is you're hanging out in the fifth dimension. You're telling it what you desire. You're like, you know, you're in a state of joy and bliss when you're creating these dreams for yourself. And the universe is like, sure, I will do that for you. And it starts to build it in the fifth dimension and you change your mind. And then it's like, okay, like, well, I'll build this for you. And I said, you have a whole bunch of half built homes in the fifth dimension waiting yes. for you. <laughs> yes. I hope everyone like actually listened to that. If you need to go back and replay that, because I think that's a huge lesson for a lot of people. <laughs> And lesson as a gift, right? And I remember, mm-hmm. honestly, Brittany, this was years ago. I was in a program locally here and there was a coach teaching it and she was talking about vision boards, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of out of, it wasn't something she'd ever talked about before. So I was kind of surprised that that was anyway. But she was talking about how they or her experience of, of a particular vision board that she created didn't work, right? And it mm-hmm. kind of falls into what you've just talked about there. And so she said she created these, you know, this incredible visual, literally a board with pictures stuck on it of all of the places she wanted to travel. So now there was the Eiffel Tower and, you know, probably London Bridge in London and like all of the key kind of places in Europe, the US and different Asia even, like she wanted to kind of have this world trip come to life in the next, say, five years. And she said it was kind of two or three years into creating that was like her master vision board of her like life goals kind of thing. And then she was doing them for like smaller periods of time, say like a year kind of focus, but this big one, she said, and for a long while, she felt like nothing was happening with it. Nothing was coming true. Right. And then she found herself attending like some kind of training event in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've been to Las Vegas. I have a long time ago. I have not found herself standing there. And there's, I can't remember, I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but um, there is parts of, or, or one of the big hotels there has kind of got replicas of these key monuments in the world. And she said, and I looked around and there's the Eiffel Tower and they're like all the things like Big Ben, all the things that she had on her vision board, they were right there in front of her. <laughs> and she said to me in that moment, she realized that she needed to be more specific about going to the Eiffel Tower in Paris, you know, that like, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of be very, like I said, detailed about exactly what I want and then hold the faith, that trust that it's mm-hmm. becoming reality. Yeah. And I loved that because it was just made so much sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's really tapping into like, like I said, the joy behind it. It's like, well, what would it feel like to mm-hmm. be there? Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's people who have told me um, the secret it has an app where it like gives you money each day and you have to spend all the money in order to receive more money and to me I'm like I don't have time to sit there like I understand the importance of being yes. detailed and dreaming that's not my cup of tea it works for some people it doesn't work for me and <laughs> so the whole idea of like when you hear anyone talking about their routines their morning routines that leads to them being in that state of manifestation Mm. the whole concept the under like the underlying concept is what raises your vibration to believe to feel good to like and not even just like to feel good and not feel negative but what raises your vibration to allow you to at least maintain the belief that everything is coming to you yeah Yeah. you know that will be different for every one of us 
Exactly. Mm. You know, so the women who want to, you know, hang out in the the tub because that brings them joy, do it. The one who wants to touch herself with her money, like do it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, if you want to get up on the, be part of the 4am or 5am club, do it. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. I like my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a night owl. Right. And so, um, the best way to visually, because I'm so visual Mm. to, the the biggest thing that I like to do when it comes to maybe there's drop in the belief of like, well, can this work? And I started, because when we start obsessing about how, well, how am I going to make this work? Um, 3D thoughts, right? Yeah. It's 3D thoughts of we're obsessing over the how of like, I need to know the path to get there because we, we, a lot of us like struggle with trust, especially in today's world like you said like we don't trust so you know um the one thing I like to do is you can actually google like a 3d object right we know it's a box we know it's what it looks like um look at how many lines there are there the pathways that's in the 3d realm when you're hanging out there that's how stuff is going to come to you in those lines go and google a 5d object and all of a sudden you'll see like all these lines and it like turns you on to this idea that that is all the ways that something could come to me yeah you know and so Mm. yeah so it's like when I can hold that belief that it's coming then that's great and there's going to be like if you start like practicing and trying to raise your vibration to the 5d you are going to be navigating through like all day every day like you're in the 5d you're in the belief something happens it's like you drop down to 3d like that's fine but that's just part of being human and living in a physical mm-hmm. body in the world in which we live in right oh yeah so interesting. but we are going to have to get close to wrapping up. <laughs> i could talk about this for a lot longer but i'm just mindful that if you're listening in this is one of our longer episodes it's not a bad thing um we, it's it's so valuable but i've got a few questions i want to ask you Brittany, that i've been asking every one of the guests that comes onto the show mm-hmm. as a wrap up for the the episode and i will say to anyone who's listening and wants to know more i think just go and follow Brittany. like clearly she knows <laughs> a lot she's and she's got the science behind this and i know from my interaction with her content and what she shares and teaches that she talks about this a lot so it won't be hard to find anything <laughs> in a good way so i'd love you to share with us now what role does leadership play in your life and business Leadership, um, I would say very much comes from how I lead myself, Mm. um, is very important and really tapping into what, like when I think about leadership in my life, it's surrounding myself with those five people, Mm. you know, and it doesn't have to be five, but, um, in order for me to be a good leader, I need to look at people who are leading, Mm. um, and who I'm inspired by and leading in a way I think that resonates with us though, because there's many forms of leadership. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Like I'm a full believer in obviously, like I said, like make life your bitch rebel. Like I'm all about that. It's really tapping into your true authentic self and believing that, you know, what you're doing right now is like exactly as sometimes we don't like that exactly where we're supposed to be and leading from a place of like, I like to say what feels good. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. So which leads me into the next question, which is often a beautiful flow on how do you know when you're thriving? You know, where she leads, she thrives. So we talk about leadership and thriving. How do you know when you're thriving? For me, um, how do I know when I'm thriving? It's to me, it's an emotional state. Um, you know, I can have all this stuff in the world, but if I don't have that level of joy, Mm -hmm. then 
none of it matters. So um, that's kind of one of the things that in order for me to even develop that feeling of thriving daily um, can be like, what would make me really happy right now? And I'll ask like, you know, what would feel really good right now? Mm. And I go do that. And when it comes to my business too, I ask those same questions, what would feel really good right now? And if, you know, going live on Facebook doesn't feel good, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't feel good. You're going to feel it. Right. And so for me, like, that's really what it comes to when I think of thriving is, um, just moving from an aligned place of what feels good and being true to myself. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Now, how can people connect with you? We will make sure that all of the links are in the show notes. If anyone, I just will say anyone listening in, I say this every episode where we have a guest, if you can't find them, all the details are there, but reach out to Team Thrive Factor and we will make sure that we can connect you. But Brittany, do you tell us what's the best places for people to connect with you in the online world? Uh, um, Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, as Brittany Alicia, um, so A-L-Y-S-I-A. I also have on Instagram, I've just started a Instagram for my podcast. So it's the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. Um, website wise, it's the independent boss um, it's still being through my old brand. Um, but you can find me there. I have a website, but yeah. So, I mean, those are the best ways to awesome. find me. Yes. Good stuff. And when this show, uh, you know, when this episode goes live, if you are following me on Instagram and also Facebook, or receiving emails from me, we make sure we share this with everybody with, you know, how to get in contact and particularly like the social media stuff, because I can tag you in, which is great. And I love being able to do that. So it's very easy for the audience to connect with our guests. All right. To wrap up, a final piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the ambitious souls that are listening in today, you know, based on what we've talked about, but what's kind of the last thing you'd like to leave them with to consider? I would say the number one thing, because obviously we've talked about a lot of stuff that's going on in the coaching industry right now. Um, my number one thing that I would say for that is to trust, you know, don't buy into the idea that there's one perfect way of doing things, you know, look at all of your options, be okay. If there's someone out there, who's going to tell you like, you know, if you don't buy from me now, like that's a massive red flag, do not buy from that person. Um, but, but trust yourself. Yeah would be my one thing. And well, I know sometimes that's hard, but. <laughs> but this is where we, you know, can give ourselves a gift of learning more mm-hmm. about what that means to trust ourselves of finding and working with a coach like you or like I, that will support our clients to understand what trust means for them on their terms. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. I knew our conversation was going to be great. Um, but, you know, I always love listening to the episodes once we've created them and they go live because I forget sometimes what we talked about because there can be so much that we, cre- you know, co-created in our conversation. But also those gems of wisdom that just keep coming again and again and again when you listen more than once. So thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me. And, you know, it's, it's kind of late in the night for Brittany, but as she says, she's a night owl. So it worked kind of with my morning, you know, um, and her evening um, to work that really well. So I really appreciate you saying, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to come and chat. Uh, and listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to us, whether you're part of my audience or, or you know, Brittany's audience or new to the She Leads, She Throws podcast. Uh, you know, I, I say this again often, 
I'd show up and create these conversations even if no one was listening, but it's so much better knowing there are people listening and listening, you know, all over the world. So thank you. And always, you know, reach out to, to Team Thrive Factor. You can either connect with me on, you know, via DMs on social media or at hello at thrivefactorco.com. We'd love to hear. What did you love about the episode? You know, what do you, what, have you got a question for Brittany or I? Like if you have a question, you somehow can't find her online um, <laughs> to ask her direct, we'll make sure she gets that question. So reach out, you know, this is a great thing just because you're listening right now in this platform doesn't mean that we can't make this a, a really interactive experience as well. So thank you again, Brittany. Thank you so much. Thank beautiful. you for having me. And thank you everybody else. I look forward to being back with another episode very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 